Fabio Wardley wins the British heavyweight title with an impressive third round TKO over Nathan Gorman at the OVO Arena in London. And in the main event, Dillian White defeats Jermaine Franklin with a close 12-round decision. I think that's the consensus, even though Franklin's people believe they were robbed and Dillian White doesn't think it merits a rematch. I'm here with the casual fan. I'm your host, Sean Rosen, and this is the casual fan, Ryan Price. Ryan, uh, we had that and we had, I don't know if you followed it because it's a little off the radar, but Bakadir Jalilov defeated Curtis Harper in California, um, a convincing fourth-round knockout. He's someone to watch, but let's go to the um, the main discussion of the weekend. What were your impressions? Uh, for the main fight? Yeah, let's talk about the main fight. Let's talk about yeah. uh, Dillian White and uh, Jermaine Franklin. Well, it was uh, it was quite a fight, twelve rounds, uh, pretty exciting stuff. I mean, I wouldn't, I would not go and be in the camp of saying that it was uh, a robbery, but it was definitely close. Right. Um, I think. I mean, my impression would be that uh, rematch or not, I would say that, you know, Dillian White's status didn't seem to fall from that fight, but Jermaine Franklin was impressive. Like, he looks like he belongs with that fight. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's the thing. He's got enough from what we can see at this point to stand in there. Yeah. Some of the guys in the top tier. Yeah, taking heavy. Maybe not, maybe not the one, two, three, four, five, sure. but maybe the 10 to 20. Yeah. 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 Was... Um, and we don't know. I mean, again, we don't know the limits. I think that's one of the things about that fight. I have to say, and again, I'll ask your impression. Um, my impression was that Jermaine didn't leave everything. He didn't leave everything on the table. Uh, I yeah. felt he could have pushed harder. Now that might've been to his own demise based on yeah. what he understood to be the case yeah, in front possibly. of him, but that was just it. So I don't know. We'll have to see what he does next. Uh, do you, I mean, people are talking about what's next. Um, it's, it, I mean, we have to say that the whole heavyweight division is a, is a, is a weird yeah. mess right now, sure but is. as far as what's next for Jermaine Franklin, he's got options. Now he did succeed in the sense that he's put himself into the discussion. Mm-hmm. It really depends on how other heavyweight, um, uh, controlling bodies see him by that. I mean, the management, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, do they see him as someone who can provide a 50, 50 matchup and potentially beat their guy? Or do they see him as a guy who will do enough just to lose? Uh, or yeah. their guy has yeah. enough to take him, take him over. Well, in some senses, I, I'm not sure how accurate it was uh, in the, in the pre-fight stuff when white was sort of saying you're, 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 you've been hired to get beat up. Right. Um, I mean, he wasn't beat up by any stretch. Near, you know, I wouldn't say. Nope. He, he made it made it pretty close. So, you know, I don't know the next people. Are, they're, they're, you're going to have to be cautious with that guy, I think. He definitely looks like he can take the punishment. And, uh, yeah, and he's got and he those was, sort of... Even after taking... like yeah. he was, It was impressive. I found it impressive how much he was still throwing after getting, you know, some pretty heavy shots against him. Yeah, he's... um No, he's got that... Um, that attitude almost where if you hit him effectively or you have a moment of great success, he turns up the heat. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. almost yeah, like, even, okay, you know, sorry, but even I, I'm not sure your impression about the end of the fight, but I didn't, you know, both of them had a, had a round where they felt, it felt like they could have, that where they were lucky that the bell was going and perhaps that was uh, Franklin's final, but I still wouldn't have counted him out at that point. No, not at all. I think that not fight, the, the, you're talking about the punch that sort of sent him to yeah. the ropes. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I would look at that 
and my impression was watching it and I've watched the replay. I, I think there were elements of a slip there or a trip mm-hmm. where he mm-hmm. lost his balance. Yeah, he just it was he a balance didn't, he didn't loss. Look, he didn't look like he was hanging on for dear life to me. No, no, he more I I think he was hit. He yeah. lost his balance. He fell into the ropes and obviously went into the standard, you know, defensive mode. Yeah. Um yeah. but you know, I didn't think of that. I think there were other moments in the fight uh for Dillian mm-hmm. White where the round ended and White was oh, doing yeah. uh, some some pretty heavy duty stuff. So, yeah. I don't know. I guess it's it's natural to want to cheer for the underdog. Yeah, you know, uh, if uh, Jermaine Franklin had been the guy who was undefeated, and somehow what had brought him to this point was a, you know, a more um, impressive pedigree vis-a-vis the way boxing works. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dillian White was an unknown who was being brought yeah. in, and he had three defeats. Yeah. And uh, but Dillian yeah, White fought like right. So it's really yeah. hard to say. That's true. You know, that's true. It is hard to say. It was yeah. a good fight anyway. Yeah, it was a good fight. And uh, on the undercard, a real uh, firefight, which I was mm-hmm. looking forward to. And Anthony Joshua was ringside, of course, with Eddie Hearn. Um, Fabio Wardley, you know, comes in to what the odds makers called a 50-50 fight. I actually looked around at this one and mm-hmm. um, it was it was even odds. You could get even odds on it. Now, I thought, no disrespect to uh, Nathan Gorman, but I felt Fabio Wardley would win this. Right. Um, based on his aggression, based on his punching power, based on his accuracy, mm-hmm. based on his undefeated mentality. And that's an yeah. important part of what we're going to sort of talk about in this fight, because Nathan Gorman did have success at the end of the first round. He had success in the second. He actually mm-hmm. busted open uh, Fabio Wardley's nose, huge cut, yeah. who knows what damage underneath. Um, yeah. But And then he you know, exhibited signs of um, you know, uh, bravado in terms of mm-hmm. how he was... You know, yeah. looking at Wardley, like in other words, welcome to the big time. Yeah, and uh, Wardley turned on the heat and put an end to that line of thinking in a matter of seconds. Yeah, or, you know, like yeah. twenty seconds of aggression yeah. and yeah, very quickly. And yeah. Gorman was down, got up. Yeah, how many times went into he... boxing mode? He went down again before the end of the round. Then he went down again in the third, and his yeah. and and there then the, it was odd actually. He went down in the third. Um, and I think he was employing his safety touch of aggression mm-hmm. style. And after it seemed like 10 seconds, yeah. the corner threw in the towel. Yeah, I, I was sort of surprised about that. Because yeah. I mean, was... when you see that, especially when you're, you know, when you're watching that amount of aggression coming from Wardley, you think how that's not entirely sustainable. You can wear yourself out. So Right. But he was he landing. Might, he was landing. It's true. Aggression. I mean, and they're seeing it. Yeah. yeah, They're seeing it from obviously from right there too. So it's very hard to see what they're. Yeah. I mean, Wardley's aggression was effective aggression. And by that, I mean, um, he was landing or causing the the opponent to to change gears altogether. Mm -hmm. And when you're landing, you get less tired than when you miss or when you hit gloves or when you're, when you're, when it's blocked. (laughs) So um, yeah, I just think, Wardley, who really had a big big win uh, just over just around two years ago against Nick Webb, uh, KO one. He's every time he's been stepped up, and he's a white collar, what's called a white collar boxer, meaning he doesn't have an amateur background. He had white, what are called white collar fights. I think they're private, where they sort of prepare the fighter, and then the fighter (laughs) starts to develop as a professional with very light competition at the beginning and. Working in the gym, working and sparring, sparring with uh, top heavyweights. Uh, he's he's managed by Dillian White, so he's really brought in. Obviously, he has to have the uh, the uh, the 
I guess the attributes of mentality and physical control and power, et cetera. But he's a white collar. So in a sense, he's considered a guy who has risen faster. Now he's the British heavyweight champion. He's risen faster and he rose faster when he knocked out Nick Webb in the first round and he's beaten Eric Molina and he's, you know, he's, and now he's got to a point where he's up against Nathan Gorman, who's, you know, boxed since he was perhaps in his, you know, 10, 10 years old and that zone there. And he's boxed his Olympics and not Olympics, but amateur, et cetera. And he, and he went right through him. Went right through and, him. Yeah, um, yeah it'll be interesting to watch. Um, yeah, and he's I, I, he's considered top thirty now. I mean, Nathan yeah, Norman in the world. Yeah, yeah. Now, as far as the um, British heavyweight champion, like the belt, mm-hmm. what's it called? The long long tail belt, isn't it? That's right. Okay, I think so, something like that. And then it's also the it was, British it BBC, was, uh, BBC of C. So it's the British right, Boxing right. Board. It's the oldest the oldest belt in the. I mean, I've just been reading about it because I was curious. I. Um, Joe Joyce relinquished it. That's right. Usually, what now, happens is, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Well, that's a, yeah. Well, just tell me what usually happens because I'm sort of curious. Because normally, the, when British yeah, but it's not a it's not a title that people if the heavyweight who wins the British heavyweight championship is going on to world honors. Okay. In other words, going for world titles right. or perhaps right. European titles. Okay. The British title is usually. Well, actually, normally they relinquish it when they go to World Honors, or the uh, the British the the the, the sanctioning of the, the organization yeah. that controls the British Heavyweight Championship would be mandating defenses or mandating right. what should happen oh, right. next. Right. But right. since the the heavyweight is undefeated and heading into World Honors and et cetera, right. et cetera, et cetera, so that they're not tied in with the yeah, with they're the, not willing, they're not willing to fight. Right. Yeah, and they and they, I'm sure they don't right. want to disrespect it. No, uh, no, of course they, not. They hold yeah. they hold it as an honor, and um, yeah. they probably they of course keep their. My understanding is they keep their version of the belt with them, right? Like right. they don't lose the belt; they keep a belt okay. that they okay. have as a like like you know Tyson Fury has a chest um, in his home with um, all of the heavyweight belts he's won and all the belts okay. he's won, perhaps okay. you know. Okay. So they keep okay. all the belts, but they don't maintain the actual uh, status as Just, as, yeah, cha- as 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 yeah. current champion, right? So yeah. that makes that's sense. basically that makes it. Sense. Yeah, it does make sense as far as not having to be tied in with the the required fights that you would be tied in with. Yeah, I mean, right? but it is strange because it means that the the heavyweight, the, like the British heavyweight champion, is not necessarily the well, he's probably not usually the top British fighter often. Often not. And especially Often at not. this point in time. I mean, we've you probably have times where, sure, sure. for example, uh, Lennox Lewis, when he was ascending, and he was most certainly the best heavyweight based in the United Kingdom, mm-hmm. and then he won those titles. Uh, now, maybe he wasn't ranked as high as Frank Bruno or who knows who at the time, but or yeah, it's so just that it's yeah. it's really it has to be considered either a springboard for undefeated heavyweights who British heavyweights, obviously are heading right. into the stratosphere or it can be, um, can be held by uh, perhaps if there's a dust up between two um, British heavyweights who have sort of given up on world honors, if you will, but right. still want to settle a turf war yep. in great Britain. That could something like that could happen. Yeah. But okay. it does, off, it yeah. does, off, it's often vacant. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. So yeah, so that's it. But Fabio, that was, so, uh, it was quite a fight. That was quite a fight as well. Oh, I mean, I mean, that was yeah, pure exciting. Yeah, yeah, that was great. Yeah. I mean, again, yeah. I'm hoping. I think that fight is a little bit of a preview in terms of the uh, the chemical potential of um, 
And I suppose that's pretty much all we've got to say. We're going to move on now. Let's talk about mm. the uh, the Fury Chisora card. We're going to start with the undercard fight too, because I just think it's a little more connected to what we saw in the Fabio Wardley and Nathan Gorman uh, bout. In that, I think there's the potential for kinetic energy in this one. Um, there's two realities that need to unfold, and they are not in any way um, blendable. No, not compatible. Not compatible. So, <laughs> you know, when you got a guy who wants to box and a guy who wants to attack, they yeah. are somewhat blendable because yeah. it can go on like that. Mm-hmm. And who knows mm-hmm. who got the better of it? Yeah, yeah. But in this case, um, I think it's uh, it's 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 a test of accuracy, um, positioning, controlling the ring. I think um, knowing when to fight and knowing when to flight. Um, especially for uh, Kevin Lorena. Um, yeah. yeah. I've seen Dubois hit pretty hard. Yeah. And um, I now, don't Lorena think... in his career, do you think he's he's never faced anything quite? I don't think he's ever faced a puncher like Dubois. That is like for Dubois. sure. Yeah. Let's be... Yeah. Okay, there's so much of what we talk about is, um, you know, speculation, opinion, most of, of it. Yeah. But um, except for the outcomes. But uh, in this case, I think, um, no, Dubois is without a doubt the biggest puncher that Lorena has ever faced. Now, Marius Walk was a big puncher in his heyday and a very accurate puncher, but I don't believe that was who Lorena was up against recently. What if I told you that you can support your blood pressure and healthy CoQ10 levels with two chews a day? The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. That's like getting CoQ10 for free. Our powerful blend of beetroot, grapeseed extract, and CoQ10 supports your cardiovascular health. Visit RadioBeats.com and find out how you can get a free 30-day supply on bundles and save 15% with the promo code DEAL. So for sure. Yeah. Um, so in your term- specula- in speculation, you're, you're still... I mean, again, like it's always fun to cheer for the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, but uh, it's fun. Dubois is pretty formidable. Dubois is formidable. He, he, um, but he is at the point in his career where, like, when he met Joe Joyce, that was an intersection. In Mm -hmm. other words, you're going to intersect up. Mm -hmm. I think for everyone involved in the promotion, Dubois included, uh, this is an intersection fight. Yeah, yeah. Um, Now, if he just beats Lorena in a way, but Lorena has got a good pedigree. There's no, there's no reason to believe that he's just some hyped fake thing. He's real. Yeah. And he's, he's he's in the United Kingdom now. So yeah, Yeah, no, it's going to be very, it'll be very interesting. Oh yeah. I think it's going to be the fight of the night. Well, yeah, I'm sure it's going to be the fight of the night. Um, I, um, yeah, I'd watch the odds on that one. I think if the odds are long enough on Lorena, I think there's something to be done. If you are a punter, as they say, yeah, no? <laughs> All right. Yeah, no. So, true. so let's uh, let's take a look at the main event. What can we say? Um, yeah. I just Ryan, we're not going to beat it to death. But no. what do you think? What's your? You're gonna you're gonna watch it. Um, have you? Were you? Did you pay much attention to their first two fights? Did you take a look at those or one of them? Uh, yeah, I took a look at them. Yeah. 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 What'd you think? Well, I, I mean, I think, I think I just it's it's. Again, it's just very hard to be really excited about this. I feel like Fury just has too many advantages in this fight. Yeah, I think that's about it. I mean, they they've put the tagline over the new posters called "Yeah, Never Say Never." I don't know if you've seen never those. Never say never. 
Yeah. <laughs> then that's a that's a last minute marketing move by an expert that they've got there. I thought yeah. that was, it's funny when they do that stuff. I wonder if they think people get the joke or if they think yeah, know, that they're being sharp on that one, you know, and I don't want to. Yeah. Look, yeah. I think it's going to be a big crowd. Yeah. At, the Tottenham yeah. Hotspur Stadium, and I think that um, the world will be paying attention. Yep. I'd yeah. like to think that Derek Chisora will make this his last stand. I do hope yeah. this is his yeah. last fight. I don't often say that, but I do hope it is. Now, you know, right now the uh, the heavyweight division is not at the grave, but it's certainly in the intensive ward in terms of, yes, yeah. it's got the potential to be enormous yeah, it's, it's in hard. every sense. But it's, it's hard just... not to be losing a little bit of faith in it at this point, to be honest. Yeah, you'd I mean, have you, to be. You'd, you'd have keep to keep hearing be. all the rumors and it's about yeah. things that will happen, but until they actually I mean, even the, the you know, let's let's just stick with the but I yeah. I guess basically, yeah, if Chisora were to win this, yeah, it would be the nail in the coffin of the yeah. division. It would be. It would it be. would be an absolute I mean I it, hate to say it, but it, it will go on. The division will go on no matter what. That's the weird yeah. thing about it, right? But this yeah. is... Um, so what we're looking for, I think, realistically, I don't know if Tyson Fury feels that he has nothing to worry about. If he feels he has nothing to worry about, this fight could go eight, nine rounds. Of course, yeah. Or if he yeah. feels he has nothing to worry about, he may just decide to wear Chisora down and give the crowd some entertainment. Yeah. If he's... Of the mindset that Chisora has to be dealt with as soon as possible to avoid any possible calamity. Yeah, yeah it'll be pretty quick. We could see, I mean, he beat um, Dillian White in the fifth, I believe. Yeah. And um, I think White well, has proven. Been, what's he been saying? He's saying, has he been saying well, the sixth, I feel like? Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, they, I don't know just... if he's predicting rounds. I haven't really, yeah. I, I've honestly, I, I do pay attention, obviously, to what the heavyweight champion is saying. The, WBC lineal heavyweight champion Tyson Fury, but it's you have to take it all with a grain of salt. Yeah. And um, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, right now he's he's trying to hype hype the event. Uh, you know, Chisora is dangerous, and of course he's dangerous. I mean, he's one of the most dangerous guys on the face of the earth. But yeah. um, but I I think he's just trying to hype it. And um, this is a this is a voluntary defense. This is a get paid for what you do and. Um, I think that's about it. I may be yeah. wrong. Uh, Lucas Brown shocked me. And um, when he knocked yeah. out Junior Fa, I thought that was a yeah. complete yeah. Uh, no-hoper. But um, yeah. anyways, I yeah. guess that's all there is to say. Uh, best to everyone on Saturday night. It should be yeah. worth watching. For but sure. we like to call it the way we see it. Um, yeah. Let's talk about Lucas Brown for a second. Some news has emerged. And I don't know <laughs> how much you know about this. But Lucas Brown will be facing off against... Mahmoud Char, formerly yeah. known as Manuel Char, uh, in Dubai yeah. on December 17th. This is apparently official. Um, yeah. yeah, and hosted by the, by the uh, what's the production? Is like Middle Eastern produ production sort of? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, they're it's, saying the uh, the the king returns and it's it's no, it's yeah. it's it's yeah. basically I'm going to take liberties and make assumptions here, but I think this is. You know, the Saudis recently have brought in, you know, Usyk Joshua and they brought mm -hmm. in um, Ruiz Joshua. It's ironic yeah. that Joshua was the second name in those two bouts in Saudi Arabia. But and the Saudis were dealing with, obviously, the, uni the Unified World Heavyweight Championship. They're dealing with mm -hmm. hundreds of millions of dollars. They're dealing with true international prestige. Yeah. 
I think the cynic in me believes that um, Mahmoud Char is presenting himself and his promotional company with the people involved as the true WBA regular heavyweight champion, meaning right. he won it and he never lost it and he was right. illegitimately right. stripped. Right. He's right. probably saying, I'm like Muhammad Ali, you know, la la la. I'm being I'm being pushed around by the big system, but I'm the true man. No one has beaten me since I won it. Right. Um, I just recently knocked out an undefeated guy named Kevin Lovejoy, even though that's just, you know, that yeah. Lovejoy is way down in terms yeah. of levels. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's, it's a strange... uh, so I think, so I think what's happening here is that they've gotten the United Arab Emirates and the Dubai specifically um, faction to buy into the idea. And they go, guess what? We can get as an, as my, to face me, the former WBA regular heavyweight champion, Lucas Brown, who recently just knocked out Junior Fogg, who is ranked and he's ranked number 10 in the WBA and he's the WBA Oceania title holder. And, and, and they're saying on the poster that this is going to be heavyweight title match or something like that. Now there's no, there's nothing they can get their hands no. on, even with no. the plethora of stuff that's thrown around. Now, yeah. obviously I'm sure they could get the WBF, or the there's other sanctioning bodies that we never talk about out there, right? Um, that just aren't worth talking about in terms of the reality of the sport. Right. But there, um, there are belts now. I don't think that's going to matter. No, I'm sure for this. Well, I think it's again. I think what happened here was they pitched the United Arab Emirates on the idea that this is on the same level to some extent as the uh, Joshua Usyk thing because they don't know boxing they don't really understand yes. the, they'll know it's not the same level but they'll say well how much would it cost to get lucas brown and to get right. such an event going right, right. And, right. and the, right. the amount right. of right. money that the promoters would present to the united arab emirates to put it together would to, to them would seem like nothing nothing yeah but it would I be nowhere but it would be nowhere near what was spent on no. usik and joshua no. oh god no but so I think this is what's happened here. And, for, and Lucas yeah, Brown is doing, Lucas Brown's doing this on short notice. So I listened to a great uh, YouTube um, boxing analyst. His name is Boxing Squared. I think he's great. Everyone yeah. should check him out. Yep. Boxing Squared YouTube, number one. Um, yeah, fantastic. fantastic. So I just think that um, he made the, he made the mention that Lucas Brown is getting well paid for this. Right. Really well paid. Right. Yeah. And how Better like, than Lucas Brown is... He's well into his forties. He's well. He's forty three. Um, forty three. I don't okay. like to dig on fighters ever no, since George that. Foreman did his I thing, but yeah. But it's not just his age; it's the fact that he's shown enormous fragility in right. certain fights. Uh, he's right. shown a propensity to get hurt. Yeah, and um, it's it's that's mo more the concern. But he has won his last two convincingly and and frankly speaking this is a what makes this interesting is not just the car crash element of it because mm. you know lucas brown is based on his recent victories is just outside the top 30 right. i think he's more outside right. the top 40 but you know we've yeah. all got our opinions and uh, uh mahmoud char is you know has been as high as in the 40s or 50s in recent times um and now he's probably right. because of lack of activity, he's sunk. But the reality is they're right. both it's a 50-50 or a 60-40 fight, however you look at it. Yeah, and, that's kind uh, of a, that's kind of the impression I get from I mean, I've I looked into it just yeah. not knowing really too much about either of these guys. And uh, you know, looking at what, 
what's being said out there. It's sort of the, the term circus comes up. I mean, people seem it, to be looking forward to it just because they're like, well, it'll be it'll be entertaining. Well, it will be because and, you know, that's the thing you want. Ideally, you want matches that have some equality to them. In other words, yeah. there's a chance for both. You don't like yeah. Yeah. nobody wants to go to a, a boxing match, a main event where the the outcome is a foregone conclusion, yeah. barring no, an course, enormous upset. Right. So no, that seems the plus to it. The, the minus just seems that it, it doesn't seem consequential. Yeah, this one is not consequential. The winner, well, I mean, again, Manuel yeah. Char is pitching the idea that if he beats yeah. Lucas Brown, he's in the WBA. Yeah, um, he's going to get himself, and he's going to prove that he belongs with the top guys. And what he's really looking for, and again, I'm, I'm, I think it's true. He's looking for a big payday, yeah. and a big payday comes from a big, a big fight against a big name. Uh, he yep. almost got Tyson Fury, apparently. He could have been there instead of Chisora, even though I think they were throwing his name around just to make Chisora more palatable, frankly. Right, right. Um, so we'll see what happens there. But I, I, but again, yeah. one of the hesitations I have with it is they, they both have a habit of canceling events and things not happening. Uh, so right. I'm not right. pitching this as a must-see, but I right. think there's a, right. a sure curiosity on a Saturday night on December yeah. 17th, maybe something to watch, yeah. you know? Yeah, that's the thing. It's something to watch. <laughs> did, you, uh, did you have a check, uh, chance to check out uh, Bakadir Jalilov? Um, uh, yeah, and, yeah, I did. I did. What'd you pretty, what do you think of him? Pretty, he's, the, he's the Olympic uh, gold medalist in the super yeah. heavyweight division. Yeah. He's uh, yeah. any impression? Any, uh, he's got a, well, he's got a he's, sharp, he's, yeah. Yeah, he's impressed. I, I was impressed. Yeah, there's not much to say. I mean, Curtis Harper was there, you know. Yeah. So we'll be seeing him. Apparently, Jared Anderson thinks that he and uh, Bakadir Jalilov will be facing off in the near future or sometime in the near future. Yeah. And speaking of Jared Anderson, of course, he's back on December 10th against Jerry Forrest. We're not going to talk too much about that. Um, Let's look forward to Saturday night. Um, I don't think there's anything else going on. It's again, it's a slow, slow time. This is, uh, this is, this is, this is a little bit painful, but. Yeah, um, yeah, but what the heck, you know, if you're a heavyweight yeah. boxing fan, you're with us, you know how it is, and we will see you on the next episode of TopHeavyweights.com, the podcast. <laughs>